Dr. Uh, Marianne, she just is amazing and um, just such a support. And the work that she's doing in Step by Step um, is just been amazing because there's so much sacrifice in this work. There's so much that has been poured into this work. There's so much, um, you know, intent that has been put in to make sure that something can be delivered at a quality level for all of our kids and communities near and far. So I just don't want to, you know, negate the opportunity to be able to um, edify her and the work that she does. The same person you see in these 15 minutes that is passionate about the program is the same person who assesses the kids, tutors, teaches teaches tutors, teachers, teachers, just all this, the same person, right? It's the same love and, and, and passion. And the thing that you mentioned at the beginning that you empower um, and, and encourage, I think is so powerful because I think it speaks to who you are as a person and that that's the part that people should connect to. And that's the part that people should realize needs the sponsoring and the support to continue this work in the world. So continue to do an amazing job. I um, stand for you and I just, you know, support you as much as, you know, as we can. Hi, thanks for tuning in to our Dyslexia Solutions podcast. I'm Dr. Marianne Sintron, founder of Step-by-Step Dyslexia Solutions. So I bring peace to parents by helping their dyslexic children read so that we can build their self-esteem, help them unlock their genius minds, and allow them to achieve success in school and in life. So the reason for this podcast is to interview parents of dyslexic children and we interview dyslexic adults, and I also talk from my heart. And the reason this podcast is important is we want to raise awareness of what dyslexia is so that you have knowledge, because knowledge is power. And we want to let you know that you're not alone in your situation. So thanks again for tuning in, and here we go with our special guest for the day. share something really, really sweet with you. And then I want to share a letter that someone wrote to me. The first thing I wanted to share was one of the reasons I love tutoring young children is the things they say, they're the innocence. It's just so sweet. I have a new fourth grader who's tutoring with me. And what we do in my reading program is we have them read a lot of um, phonemes or, you know, how the letters are put together in different ways to help their visual discrimination. And then we have them read some sentences and then we ask questions of the words and we're, you know, we ensure that they know what the meanings are. And we ask questions of the sentences to see that they understand. For example, one of the sentences is, she sang taps as the sun sank in the west. So I get to put on my singing voice. And um, a lot of people don't know what taps is. So I'll share. Dun, da, dun, dun, da, dun, dun, da, dun, dun, da, dun, dun, da, dun. 
Dan daran, dan daran, dan daran. So I know students always like to hear their teachers sing. It's kind of funny. So I share that's what they play when there's a, a military funeral. It's called taps. Oh, very interesting. The kids love to learn about that. And we have a sentence, she sells cufflinks in a pink box. Well, kids have never seen cufflinks. So I talk about when there's a wedding or a formal dinner or a formal event, the men will wear long white shirts and they'll have these little openings by their wrists and they'll wear a cuff, they'll put cufflinks in, which are little things that connect the shirt together. It's just, they're really attractive and very special for a formal occasion. Oh, so I just, I love sharing information to build their vocabulary. Then he read this sentence. Al is just stringing her along. And I asked, you know what that means? And of course he didn't know. And I said, well, that's when a guy makes a girl think he likes her and he really doesn't like her. He goes, what's the point of that? <laughs> I just thought that was the cutest thing. So this is a little fourth grader. And I said, you know what? There is no point of that. I said, men, some, some boys and guys are just really mean. So I said, you'll never do that, right? No, you know, I just thought that was the, the most adorable thing. So I wanted to share that. But now I want to share an email I received from someone who listened to my podcast and her name is Linda Johnson Allen, and I hope you're listening again, Linda. So she said, it seems, dear Marianne, it seems like the COVID has really got things so mixed up for her. And maybe you can identify with her, forgetting what she needs to do, forgetting what she's doing, how long it's been between different things on her to-do list. She says, I don't know if it's a dyslexic thing or not, but maybe as, as you age, your processing gets slow also. And she said, time really does fly past. She says, I listened to your program again to savor the things you said and even understand more clearly how dyslexia is associated with the arts. Having grown up in an arts household, <clears throat> my mother and father, Having met and taught at the Chicago Art Institute, then they came out to teach at USC. And our family was, she puts quote unquote, different. We were always encouraged to be creative and use creative skills all the time, whatever the project. Being bored was not an option. It was not on the agenda, but pulling visions of what you wanted to do was always part of our process, no matter what it was. I can definitely see that my husband, though he's an engineer type, aerospace, loving mechanical, electrical and technical things and making the most incredible things. To me, creativity is star stuff. And she quotes Carl Sagan, that we are made of, um, we are made of, star stuff. And creativity is really missing in our education system. That is what the students who are different 
and I'll say dyslexic or difficult sometimes, they have their own dreams and their skills. And often when they're put into art classes and music, they succeed. They, they can explore and follow their own path, hopefully with good guidance and not run amok, as she says. But we need to urge them to follow their innate calling or gift. She says, I've seen autistic students with Asperger, which is the high functioning autism, um, very differently challenged, thrive in artistic classes because they have the freedom to find their abilities and gifts. Music is something I have always, um, I'm always going to work with. Plus I often enjoy singing along. She, um, so Linda says she majored in art ed at USC when her dad was teaching there. And she continued to Occidental College to find her lifelong <laughs> secondary credential, secondary teaching credentials. Sometimes you didn't need to renew your credential. You could just get the lifetime one and you were set for life. She said, I didn't end up actually teaching so much when she found out she was pregnant and then she wanted to be at home with her kids, teaching the skills to her daughters who are now artists and very professional. She mentioned one of them works with Disney animation. I think that's pretty awesome. So she said, after raising her kids and considering going back to teaching, her parents became elderly with health problems. So her life switched gears. How many of you can relate to that? She said, caring for two sets of parents was a 20 year adventure. I helped them all and she inherited a studio from her folks and now the family is using it for many things. Her experience with dyslexic students and herself have come through a learning style. Uh, she said a self-learning um, self mode. She said more than academic, um, ac more than an academic stay of what she has done. Oh, she actually complimented me. She says <laughs> more, well, I'm the academic person. She says, but she's done differently. Some people are called to, to go to school and college and some are not, and that's totally fine. I must say that as a USC student in the art ed, we were supposed to analyze the children's artwork um, from not only the artistic growth, but also from intellectual and psychological perspectives. She said, I studied the book of Vicar Lowenfeld and still refer to his book, Creative and Mental Growth and Other Writings. She says, I could go on and on, but I thought I'd start the conversation with these things. The bottom line, I believe we all come from a creative source or God, she says. We have gifts and we need nurturing and understanding from our parents and teachers. And they need to urge us to find our gifts and our callings. So she said, your talk solidified that. And I want to thank you. She sends me her email and asks me to message her. She says, I'm a mixed 
media ceramic uh, sculptress at this juncture of my life. And I paint and I do anything I find interesting. I want you to hear this. She's also very involved in her community. And she is the Chamber of Commerce president, chairman of the board of the local Center for the Arts, president of the local women's club, um, Kiwanis president, and she helped put together a corporation for revitalization of the old downtown Eagle Rock as it was falling apart. I think my creative family, she goes, I think my creative family um, training helped me to see the revitalization of a town was like making the town a piece of artwork. Anyway, thank you for reaching out. And I hope this edifies you learning my background and my point of view of your podcast. All the best, Linda. John's Johnston Allen. And I just think that is so beautiful. And um, I hope that encourages you that, you know, you have a lot of gifts and talents yourself and you're finding those in your children. And if this season we're in has changed things up for you a little bit and you find yourself doing something else, you're still going to thrive if you set your mind to it and have a positive attitude. And I say, Include the direction of the Lord as he's leading you because he can give ideas that you won't get anywhere else. So thanks for listening. And I hope you like and subscribe to this YouTube channel and share with your friends. Bye-bye now. Oh, you know, one, one more thing I want to share that Thursday, um, the 26th from nine to three, I'm going to be part of a launch for Coachwares. And I have all my curriculum. You could see it on my wall. Well, that's part of the curriculum. I've got 13 books in my curriculum with manipulatives. And it's just wonderful. And so we're having a launch. So you can join us if you go to coachwares.com forward slash launch hyphen party hyphen 2021. And I'm going to be giving away uh, five of my books dyslexia a trait of genius it really is dyslexic people thrive in the arts in engineering in architecture and in entrepreneurship and i know a third of the people that i network with are dyslexic because 35 percent of the of the united states entrepreneurs are dyslexic and i'm going to end with this 45% of self-made millionaires are dyslexic. So let's get our kids reading so we can build their self-esteem. Join me Thursday on Coachwares. I'd love to meet you. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this podcast in its entirety. If what we shared today has inspired you, would you please visit our website, dyslexia-solutions.com and consider making a donation so that we can keep these podcasts going. Also, please subscribe to our channel and find me on, on Instagram, Marianne Cintron. Thank you again for tuning in and may God bless you.